0: Hey, everybody. Hope the uh, quarantine is going well. Uh, My name is Javon Walker. I'm with my very good friend, Craig, and we have a special guest today, Chris. Um, Hello. This is not the world according to Walker. Uh, Craig and I decided that we're going to team up for a podcast called None of the Above. Uh, Craig, did you want to let people know what None of the Above is all about?
1: Well, first off, thanks, Javon, for bringing me on. Uh, We had talked about doing this before, and I wanted to be sure I wasn't hijacking your show from you. But uh, I think we had such a great time last time that uh, getting together on a a full series was going to be something great for both of us. Um, But yeah, none of the above. This is our open-ended, multiple-layered perspective on the world, society, and just general fun pop culture topics. We both have very strong opinions about everything that we <laughs> don't mind sharing. And uh, what we want to do is, you know, share those perspectives, but also open up discourse and and talk about things that affect everybody in a way that is not going to have people debating and fighting, but just thinking. So none of the above. Open your minds. I, I, Ooh.
0: I, Ooh. I love the way you put that. Ooh. It's it's not a uh, it's not us bickering back and forth, telling people what they should, what they should think. We're telling people that they should think Mm -hmm. basically.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: (laughs) A lot of, you know, a lot of media outlets out there, they pit one person against another. But we're just trying to say, hey, there are two sides. There are two sides of the coin. We want you to qualify. You think for yourself. Um, And as well, in this episode, we have. Our friend Chris, special guest, ooh, ooh, engineering, setting it up. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for yo, know, thanks it for happened.
2: thanks for all you do, man. Um, like seriously, it is um, my pleasure, guys. I will, I love just talking with you in general. I can't even believe that the last time I saw you was before the pandemic. So I thought that was <laughs> like oh my god, two month, three months ago. But the fact that you said that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think uh, the entire world has been on a uh, hiatus of time for the past eight months or whatever. Sure it feels been. like it, man. <laughs> we
0: just hit the uh, we just hit fourth quarter. We still have another like. Two, two months in change of this. And uh, for everyone listening, uh, I'm going to give you some uh, bad news. Just because we're almost hitting the end of 2020 does not mean this shit is not happening next year. Just letting you know. Wait a minute. Are
2: you saying that it's <laughs> not related to 2020 just being a shitty year? No, You're no. Are saying that no. that number doesn't really mean? Make-
0: oh, my God. What? <laughs> 2021, man. You Hey, man. We never know. Oh, no.
2: Oh, no, I thought everything was going to go away, right? When it no, isn't.
0: no. I You know what? I wish we could censor like 2020, like as bad as it's been and just like move to the next year. But it it, it looks like it's just not happening for us. But uh, so,
1: so what you're saying is there's a possibility to take information and control the narrative.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Are you saying that we should add an asterisk to 2020?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. It's such a bad year. It's just everything has. To, dude. This th- like there's been shit that has just annoyed me and like made me sad like Kobe di- like Kobe dying was like number 1 but you know what me seeing that somebody like assaulted Rick Moranis on the street that oh, just Oh my god <laughs> Why, <you know?
2: laughs> that was
1: enough that like there's some like people you just don't fuck with yeah, And Rick Moranis is one of them. Talk, talk about the the homegrown national treasure, you know? <laughs> we, we, we talk about guys like Tom Hanks as a national treasure, but yeah, why why did we forget about Rick Moranis? We, we were talking about this earlier, and it's like, it's so low-key, not even known. He was one of the biggest stars in the 80s and 90s yeah. that just went away. And he it was a personal decision by him to take care of his family and leave Hollywood after his wife died, and it's like, how much more of a wholesome, great person do you need <laughs> that now some stranger is just gonna jack him for no reason? Hey man, Ghostbuster sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is your motivation in attacking Rick Moranis? Can we all agree? Spaceballs with- was ass. <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, that that shit, that person. Is a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> period. There's no option about this one, <laughs> and like you can't confuse it with somebody.
0: Like you know Rick Moranis when you see Rick Moranis. Like you'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, I know that guy from like Honey,
1: I Shrunk the Kids. Or go, let no. me, let me not do that. No, he looks legit the same, just a little bit grayer. <laughs> yeah. <right?
2: laughs> oh man, I don't under like that. That seems something so outrageous to me, and so egregious that it was random. Just like yeah. Yeah. You know, no. one guy playing the knockout game and the victim having to be Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oops. Oh, well, everyone. So, Craig and I were thinking about what should we do for what what we should talk about for our first episode of None of the Above and we came up with a very important topic of censorship and, you know, since Craig brought it to me, I'll definitely let 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 him let tell y'all what like his train of train of uh, thought was.
1: Well, censorship, I feel like is something that happens in our daily lives that we're not even aware of, even though we all know it's happening, Uh, which is the most esoteric way to put something that, okay, how do we get into this subject? Um, Right off the bat, I want to be clear censorship. There's a difference, right? When you have, public television that everyone is relegated to watching now, but we all love watching and, and we all make it a big part of our lives. Um, what is controlled? There is some, some merit to that. Whereas, okay, you know that this is family viewing versus this is uh, for adult entertainment. And there's value to that for each family deciding what they want their families to see. <clears throat> but censorship beyond that is where... You know, we want to maybe delve deeper that we don't know what's happening, or that we we want to say, wait, you know, why was that decision made? How come I don't have control over what I'm viewing? And that's what we wanted to get into. So, of course, the easiest way to to, to begin the topic of censorship is getting into you know pop culture, movies, television, uh, uh, and eventually even music. But we we can definitely go beyond that. Um, yeah, you yeah. look like you want to say something. No, <laughs> no, I'm
0: like I'm kind of, I'm kind of like a little mind because because. Um, even not even think about our even not not oh my god not thinking about our conversation from last week just somebody listening and they don't realize how much censorship that we have in this country mm-hmm. um, to compare it to other countries if they've seen movies from other countries you know some countries in the EU maybe i mean if you go to china you really can't watch much but like <laughs> if you if you go to like france or germany or you know most of the uh, developed countries in the EU you'll see that they don't censor a lot. And um, from my, you know, from my travels there, I've seen that if you're curious about something, they're going to show you the the max of it. They're not going to show it to you in increments like they're good they're, If you're curious about something, they're going to show it to you. And it's like you want to ask yourself in the US, am I seeing everything that should be seen? Like, is this a, is this the original content upon which it was supposed to be reflected back to me? And, like, in terms of censorship, you know, you have to, you make some kind of media piece. You, depending on what kind of industry that you're in, you have to take it to the board or the the mythical people in the sky. The FCC,
2: that, the MPAA, yeah. the whoever happens to be rating content to decide if it's acceptable to be viewed by the public. Oh, right. so what you're saying is
1: there is a government-regulated organization or group of people that are just people like me and you and everybody that when they get together, they decide, well, this is appropriate or not appropriate for the mass consumption
2: and using their own biases to curate what's good (laughs) for your consumption, baby. That's it. I think that's the point. crux of it right there. So an artist creates something
1: that they say, I want to deliver a message because this is how I view things. And it, and there's something important that people will get a value out of. And then another group of people see it and go, uh, nope. So you're going to make it like this. And then they have to bow and win, uh, bow if and you want uh, change. this
2: platform. You better make it like this or you're done.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, Oh, if I want people to actually see, anything of what i'm trying to display then i better change my approach and change my message uh there he brought up the mpaa there is a great documentary it's called um this film is not yet rated and it's about all of these uh you know art auteur filmmakers you know writer director producers like of their own films that create these are like these great movies and they want something to put out that that displays what their their whole message something is something
2: to make you think something to make you feel uncomfortable where that is the integral purpose because it's getting you to open your eyes to something yeah. or yeah. even just
1: to entertain you yeah
2: because i i want to push the
1: envelope to say you know what i want uh, people to see it and actually see something different but then it gets ripped to shreds by editing because they're forced. Well, you, you can have four nipples but not six. Or or you know, you you can you can say three fucks, but you can't say four. And that and that
2: changes You made a huge great point already and that is the fact that it comedy gets hit by it all the time. Mm. Literally. Wow. All the time. Censorship. You know how they were re-released Anchorman 2 with 758 extra jokes? They were all. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unreal number. <laughs> well, I know. So the re- I went to go see it for the re-release because I didn't get to see it the first time. Oh and God. let me say it was disappointing because mm. all that stuff was oversaturated. But it was yeah. the like rated R re-rated cut with extra stuff. <laughs> So are we going in the opposite direction to combat the original censorship that it provided or I don't know yeah. see I don't That's I don't so even so. know what the point of it was like what I didn't see anything that would make me be like, that's NC-17 right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, wait a minute. That joke. Now I'm offended, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, that one crossed the line. <laughs> Found it in the 753 other
1: ones. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, something snuck through. Now I'm a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But but you, uh, bringing up comedy in particular, I think we... we we know about these controls and what we're fed through the media that now are we doing it to ourselves comedy stand up comedy is one of our last free form platforms of just saying you know oh this is my individual thought i'm going to share it with you if you want to laugh or not you have that choice but now we're censoring our comedians no that joke is too far no you can't say those words yeah is is i don't know how do you guys feel about that you th-
0: you know what you you saying that reminded me that the last podcast on the World in a Corner Walker, we were talking about Dave Chappelle for a stand-up. Yep. And like ironically, I think he won like an Emmy or some shit.
2: He won some kind of award last week. And was it I for didn't... the 25 for the, the most recent Chappelle one? That shit I can't, was real. I, yeah. I can't remember like what the award was for. It could
0: have been for that, like that. That, one that last trans- one,
2: that was fucking. Wow. So
0: he so he got up. I didn't see the video, but like, I, I think I read the headline that he got up. He accepted the award and he said, like, to my critics, fuck you, because it was like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, bro, like, like, like Craig was saying, like, dude, the critics and all these complainers and shit, like all they keep talking about is like, you can't do this. You can't do that. And stand up comedy is something that's supposed to be unfiltered. If you have a problem with it, then fucking leave. I know you pay your ticket, but like you're supposed to get comedy. And don't tell
1: me how I'm supposed to like change up my material to be able to suit your needs. You're coming to my show. You know that's a beautiful thing, though, because saying "fuck you" to your critics is the same thing as saying "thank you" to your supporters. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: And like some, you know, some people they they they're gonna could have you, their content.
2: Could you imagine if Comedy Central was like? I don't think you should bring Rip James onto the show. He's too old. We shouldn't be making fun of him. He's about to pass. What are we going to do? Oh, man, I don't know if we want to say Prince is wearing a blouse and playing <laughs> basketball with pancakes. Maybe we should fix it, Dave. What do you think? Yeah. Are you sure you want to have Wayne Brady say he's going to choke a bitch?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's... Like, I was, I was watching Comedy Central a couple months back, and I don't know, it might have been like 7 o'clock in the afternoon or
2: 5 o'clock, and... South Park came on. And and my God, they said shit. And it wasn't censored. And I was like, when did this fucking happen? I want to say like
0: (laughs) season, so like season nine, season, like, I don't know, season six, season seven. They had the episode
2: with the shit. The 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 counter.
0: It was like 162 times. And And they summoned the
2: shit dragon. Now, like
0: now I'm watching it at like in the afternoon and I think it's like TV 14. Like they like there are some like
2: this used to be the crux of like, oh, my God, they can't fucking do that. They're going to say shit how many times? But you can't say shit is referring to defecation. It has to be like, oh, man, look at all this shit here. They did that episode (laughs) just to fuck with the MPAA.
0: And like. Now I'm watching it before it's like nighttime, and they even have a censorship for some of the medium to like big level type of like offensive words. Like you can like you could say shit in 2002 or 2003, but like now before seven o'clock, you can't say shit on South Park. Like what's the difference? Like did everyone just
2: everyone was like, oh the kids are asleep. Let's yeah, go no.
1: ham. Yeah, they had a what the the secret closet or something like that or there, there was something where at a late night comedy central they stopped censoring yeah after all movies. after 12 secret stash, secret yeah. stash. it was, was the secret, secret stash, stash. i just in our minds because yep. we're in the shared universe <laughs> studio <laughs> shout out <laughs> yeah. that's no, no, at
0: 1 o'clock, they used to always uh, have the uncensored stuff. They used to do um, South Park, Bigger Longer, Uncut.
2: Oh, yeah, probably. most definitely. Dave Chappelle's specials, Killing yeah. yeah. Softly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, always yeah. remember watching them. Uh, 1 to
0: 3 o'clock in the morning, I remember that, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. American Pie, the first one, you'd get the, uh, God, what was her name? Shannon, Elizabeth. Shannon, yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. Man. Nadia. Yeah, Nadia. Yeah, yeah so that, like, uh, they used to show that and, like, You know, that's just that's how it would be like everyone's asleep and they would have a disclaimer like, hey, you bet they're going to be tits. There's going to be fuck. You better watch out. perfect segue. (laughs) It just reminded me of like
0: the censorship that we see now. Do you do you edit it for the modern audience or do you continue the original content and and let and disclaim it to people that this is the original content and we're not going to change it? Mind I
1: <clears throat> I love where you're going with that. I know we talked about it a little bit, yeah. but I want to backtrack to okay. lead up to that. Okay. So you mentioned, um, you know, basically the same word "shit" that has different meanings. So now, the it we it's the same word, but depending on the meaning, we have to or have to not censor ourselves, and what that creates as far as controlling the narrative. Now, connect that. To what it tells us about history. So I was a senior in high school in '99 when American Pie came out, and it was about these seniors in high school. So I connected with it on, you know, maybe a little bit like that. <laughs> my whole generation did. I mean, yeah. so <clears throat> what? I don't know if people remember this or not, but that scene with Shannon Elizabeth when she's in the bedroom and uh, you know she starts playing with herself, and then you know he goes back in, and she goes, "I I believe the term is." Shaved, Shaved? isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like that. Literally, I remember being an 18-year-old kid in the theater, going, "Whoa!" (laughs) Like instant boner, (laughs) because it was like something that was still taboo. People didn't talk about it. We're like, it, it wasn't. Now it's like, if you're not shaved, it's weird. But do we remember that it was like a big reveal? That this was something that women started doing it. Like, seemed low promiscuous key. twenty years yeah, ago. It seemed yeah, more it promiscuous. Yeah. It added a level of, oh my gosh, we unveiled a curtain. Like
2: are we Quite pulled literally. back the curtain. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> pulled back the beef curtain.
1: <laughs> Shaved. But, <laughs> but But again, so so to the point you're trying to get to is original content. Are we if we start censoring original content and saying oh well it's not appropriate now? Are we changing the original uh, content of what it was supposed to be? And are we eliminating part of of our history of where we came from?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm speechless because that's a.
0: I there like so many like I'm not even gonna say there's so many pissed off people, but there's so many people that 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 sit on one side that you know, they're going to be the ones that are going to complain that I don't want to watch that. That's, you know, Chuck Avery, um, Chuck Jones, they made these Looney Tunes 80 years ago. Like it was full of this and full of that. Like, I don't want to watch that. But it's like, okay, well, if you don't, you're think of it like you're not promoting racism, but you're promoting what people thought 80 years ago. Like they might have been racist assholes, but like. The point of the of the short is to, like, watch the cartoon. There might be some racist aspects in it, but are you really going to sacrifice the whole short to well, just not show people
1: stuff? Well, can you pull out the value that the comedy provided and then also look at that one joke where you go, ooh, that stung a little bit. That that Like, maybe you need that. Maybe you need to see it and be like, yo, I'm uncomfortable with that joke so that it's still pertinent. Whereas if we forget about it, it's topical, and now we're saying, oh, well, I can just... Make those jokes because it doesn't really have any impact. But then when you see it, you go, Oh shit, I don't like that joke. But let's move on because this other shit is funny and it's good art. Damn.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, that's that's totally
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, what I don't I don't know if it came through, but maybe what what I'm trying to say is, you know, I don't know the answer. But yeah. the more we hide things and and try to tell people no, it didn't happen the more we say, like,
2: you know, maybe we need to feel uncomfortable sometimes. Maybe that will cut. help us be more balanced. In the human condition, I think this is actually a great way to think of something introspectively. In this case, being disturbed or perturbed or, you know, made made uncomfortable is a part of the human condition for a reason because it teaches us something subconsciously. You know, back when we were uh, had lizard brain or just mammalian little hearts, mm. we were thinking like, "Oh my God, there could be a predator." I feel uncomfortable in this territory. This smell is making me feel, or this free audio frequency is making mm. me feel uncomfortable. It's we need that to grow to make sure that we're we know what we want to keep safe and protect. That, that's what I think it's Ooh. for to develop, you know, your own morals, your own ideas. But I don't think you should be like. Militaristically subjecting millions of people to the same,
0: <laughs> you c- know,
2: you can't tell yeah. people how to feel about a way,
1: <laughs> you have to let people feel it for themselves,
0: yeah. And the best way to do that is show things in this original content, let people know that this is what was originally created. You know, social, social vibes and social acceptance or refusal uh, has evolved over the years, but. I can't tell you what to think. You know, that's that society like the way that it is now with, you know, all these Disney and all the the Looney Tunes, the way that they edit and revise certain things, like that's how people are told what to think and what to feel about certain things. It's not from one individual saying, you know, I I I felt that that was racist or I felt that that was misogynistic, but like I'm going to continue watching. No, it's just like a bunch of people watched it and whether the creator revise it or the media had headlines where it was like this is this is deemed racist and blah 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 like were they saying this shit 30 40 years ago when everybody was like touchy about certain things like no like people accepted it for what the fuck it was like there was no editing or revising of content back then like it was you know they're just they're 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 on the fucking boat dude it's like it's like it's a it's a censorship boat and everyone for the from the media is coming on in that boat to tell people what to think and what to feel
1: I, I like where you're going with that. I think Disney is one of the rare constants we have across multiple generations where wow. people are all raised a certain way. When you're a child, you watch this content and now we have children today that have that same content, but it's completely different and the narrative is being changed, but we have the opportunity to look at the history of all those other Disney cartoons that are influential in child development. So people from the 30s watching Disney grew up and there were fucked up people, there were racist people, and there are also really well-balanced people that helped us get to the society where we are today. Now we have children today watching new content from Disney, which is more progressive, which is more positive, which is more universal, uh, uh, universally inclusive, um, but we still have both. And I think both actually, in my opinion, makes it more healthy, where you can look at both and choose for yourself which is good for you and what values you want to take instead of hiding content from the old. I
0: like
2: it, dude. Yeah, attacking it, it, like critically, critically thinking about it rather than just being like, no, we can't see that. We shouldn't show people this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's not even for like I mean, this is a social view, but like you would think that the, the biggest you would think that the biggest reason of this happening is like due to uh, racist views and shit like that. But like, I think I remember I saw last year that uh, Looney Tunes was going to ban scenes of Yosemite Sam with his gun or something like that. It was something crazy. And I was like, how can Yosemite Sam not have a gun?
2: How like, can what, he like, literally be rooting tootin' if he doesn't have anything to be shooting? Yeah. That's what I yeah. mean. <laughs> I remember this, uh I was I was big on Looney Tunes um
0: growing up because it would come on before like Saturday morning cartoons. It will oh, come on at I Love Looney Tunes. Se- it would come on at like seven and nine, and then like I think probably Pokemon or Jackie Chan will anyway. But uh <laughs> so um,
1: but those two I didn't see coming together. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I remember
0: it was a short where uh, Yosemite Sam did something. He ended up dying and he went to hell and Satan was there. Like Satan was judging. And like, I guess Satan's goal was to like, send him up to uh, send him back to like this plane. And I think Yosemite Sam came back the second time. He had a tiff with some guy when he came back to earth, but Yosemite Sam, I'll, I'll send him to hell. And then like, he just reversed it. And then he said, I'll send him down here. Like that was censorship like <laughs> 60 years ago. And you look at the shit now, like we went from hell to like banning Yosemite Sam from having guns, like you went from just language to like somebody's actual embodiment. Like you, you can't picture Yosemite Sam without possessing a firearm.
2: Guns are strictly an American thing. I one hundred percent. The perception <laughs> of guns is a hundred percent Americanized, and I can totally see it. Uh, so I think that it being integral to him, or rather having it regardless doesn't matter because yeah. guns are the biggest thing we've ever that's our that's our God that's our thing <laughs> yeah, that, that's the American it's thing. The What's your foundation first thing of our country A, g- 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 guns baby so I feel like us having to get rid of it is the uh us going in the opposite direction because we have so much gun violence because we have so many mass shootings and all this crazy shit before the pandemic that we yeah. kind of forgot about yeah but now uh you know it used to happen every well, single day which yeah, was yeah. fucked up so well, schools
1: being closed, there's no more opportunity. So we solved that problem. <laughs> Maybe we should just close everything. Yeah. Oh, probably. No. Oh, Are we no. going there already? <laughs> too real. It, you know too real.
0: Like it that it reminds me, like coming back to uh, Yosemite Sam sending not saying I'll send him to hell. The envelope being pushed. You see the censorship in nowadays, like it pissed me off when I'm thinking about this, but like you see that Yosemite Sam was banned for saying hell in the fifties or the 40s, whenever that short came out, and you look at Marilyn Monroe movies, right? You look at counterculture. You look at, like, the way that the envelope, like, pushed. And you see, like, Nadia in 1999, like, talking about, like, shaved. Shaved or bush, right? And it's like it's like we regressed in the last 20 years. You see how pivotal, like, American Pie, po- that scene was? Like, that was what? Pl- like, Blink-82 was watching that fucking scene, yeah, too.
1: Yeah, like, that's right. <laughs> they, they were there. Just
2: like, oh, they're the monkey. Yeah, no one has a fucking too. monkey anymore.
1: Um, and how suggestive that monkey was! Yeah, <laughs>
2: like you look, you look
0: at that. Like Blink One Eighty Two now has to be like, damn, we went from Nadia to this. Like, look at the censorship,
2: <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, Tom DeLonge went to spaceships and getting shit declassified. That That's was true. pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Hoppus is probably like, damn, man, my monkey's old now. <laughs> we've,
0: we've, we've, we've. I'm not. We've come a
2: long way in the last like 80 years. If of you censorship. told me 20 years ago that that guy watching Nadia's shaved bush was going to tell the whole entire world disclosure about aliens, I would have said, "Get the get the fuck out of my face!" Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the the Beatles, they did everything first.
2: <laughs> yeah, they really do. Yeah, um, no, that's but yeah, I think I think censorship here has g- given us a warped perception per- perception of the rest of the world that is only gets knocked down by exploring and uh, being more worldly and thinking critically about everything. And unfortunately, in the last twenty years, we've fallen down a hole of uh, regressive uh, action, anti intellectualism against critical thinking. We're we're conditioning people to fill in bubbles for test scores and things mm. like that. and that.
1: Yeah. So, so are we accepting it? Are, are, are we allowing this regression to happen amongst ourselves, or are we not even aware of it? We, we started talking about music, and that censorship that, um, I don't know if you want to introduce this, Javon, uh, but the censorship from albums that started in the 80s and 90s and, and what that did for album sales, where censor, when when it was... Told that it's not censored, but it's something that's bad for you, increased album sales. Kids were like, Hell yeah. Right. So, which, which, mom, means dad, buy me that. There, there, there's, there's still that innate need for us to say, Oh, that's bad. I want to pursue that or at least make that decision for myself, which is where now is like, No, this is censored. So it's bad for you. And we go, Oh, okay. But, but I don't know if you want to dive into that a little more. I, while you were to, like, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of
0: looking mind fuck, but like, I'm thinking.
2: No, I see the gears turning. That's what's going on. Before You're thinking it, a lot
0: before they start. So like 60s and 70s were like music, regardless of you know what genre you listen to, it was about like love or revolution. It was like simple shit, right? And then like you get revolution, to, simple yeah. shit. <laughs> uh. But like you know, it's you know holding hands. That was something. <laughs> I want to hold your hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. was literally. That yeah, was that was. Oh my god. The Beatles, I think that they they're, they're um, dancing on the Ed Sullivan show was altered or something like, or like Elvis because
2: well, he, was, he was gyrating he
1: way too much. His okay, hips. so they had so him to <laughs> from above. That yeah. was it. Yep. Okay. But still, no. The Beatles still got flack. They're 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 singing a pop song about I want to hold your hand, and they're still they're not married. They're crying to that girl
2: <laughs> because of their haircuts.
1: Oh, much their hair what? was too long. Mont-tops. These guys are unappro- inappropriate. <laughs>
2: I thought because yeah. they, they looked like dicks.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was it. That was it. Censor the dicks. But yeah, no,
0: you got a point. Like, so you look at somebody like you look at a group like the Beatles, right? They come in with like all mop tops, they make great music. Like some of the music is all about like love. And they don't and- look
2: great. They they are the a bunch of Ugly motherfuckers. Yeah. So like, yeah. No,
0: it's true. So besides Paul, like Paul was known as a good looking one, but like <laughs> you have an album like Sergeant Pepper's, right? You have another album like Magical Mystery Tour. Like the whole fucking albums were just like them tripping acid and writing lyrics down. in India.
2: Yeah, they, they went to India. They yeah. did this whole new like going to an ashram, meeting with some uh you know like shaman, spiritual yogi type guy, and then coming yeah. back and being like, yo, the sitar is dank. Yeah. Oh my god, acid's yeah. pretty dank. They so, didn't they didn't censor that shit
0: back then. But then like you know, you have you have two whole albums just off the content is based off of tripping acid. And then you talk about almost 20 years later, uh Al Gore's wife Tipper Gore was she might have been the head of the MPAA, she was head of like some kind of censorship. I think you're group. right about
2: that. Yeah, Arden, what's and, her
0: first name? Tipper. Tipper Gore.
2: That was Tipper. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna sue those parents. <laughs> we're gonna find those parents and sue them. Tipper's he, not a real yeah, name.
0: <laughs> he lied he lied about creating the internet and she lied about this content not being good for your kids. Basically, they're a group nice, of fucking liars.
1: Nice. So
0: So yeah, they so she was the I believe she was the head of like some kind of conservative uh conservative rating group. Now mind you, this is in the 80s. So like so they're probably Reagan. called like the family conservative corp or family yeah, yeah. values something thi- something board. I think she was I think she was a Democrat because she was like Gore's wife, but like this is Reagan's 80s. Like this is like conservative like this is conservative family this, values that you're pushing.
1: This but is yeah. a beautiful moment that we're having right now. Uh and you can finish your point yeah. in a second, but what's happening is we're re-examining the development of politics, uh, control, or or, uh, that, that's my word, but basically uh, a way that we establish kind of what's appropriate in our society, but that's what politics does. Right. And we're we're now looking at it from a historical perspective,
2: maybe not dictate.
1: (laughs) And well, that that maybe, maybe, maybe that's what we're examining. uh, Right. But you ha we we're having a hard time separating liberal and conservative right now. We have two opposing groups from the same era that did something that was still blending control of society. Look at and that. We're, we, you have Tipper Gore who was liberal, but now something that's a conservative view that's controlling us. And Reagan, who was a uh, fiscally conservative and, and controlled, like how things developed in the eighties, they came from the same era. They had the same message. And yet we do all this infighting about oh republicans versus democrats liberals versus
2: conservatives i think the idea none of the above baby (laughs) (laughs) look at other party Ah, countries that don't have the one team versus the other they don't have as much infighting because they instead of being like i'm red or i'm blue they go at after actual topics in american politics we now have Someone says one thing and the other job is to stimmy every single little thing that yeah. other group does. And that's not how progress happens. I yeah. think we've maintained nice. like staying in the 60s. Uh, this is my personal opinion. Since the 60s happened, we'd never progressed past civil rights because it never got won. Look where we are right now. <laughs> We're
1: having the same fight. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're having the same friggin' fight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's it's way worse now because everyone has guns.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So it, you know, I was, I think I, w- I was watching, uh, heavy, the story of metal. This was like 15 years ago. It came on VH1. It was like a four I remember that. Yeah, series. I that. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think that's where I got like the content from. But so Tipper Gore, um, she had a meeting about potentially putting, uh, warning labels on albums, explicit. It was a warning label that said explicit content. It was never done before, but it was an idea and I don't know why him, but Twisted Sister uh, frontman uh, D. Snyder, of all musical artists and, and like heavy metal and like hard rock, Twisted Sister for I guess maybe because they were dudes uh, dressed up as chicks. Maybe I don't know. So but- they
1: literally were crossing barriers.
2: Lit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. They were pushing the envelope before because they were there were people were like these guys are dressing up in drag. Yeah. And then singing metal like we're not going to take it. What the. Book. Yeah. So fuck you society norms. Yeah. That's what they were. So <laughs> yeah.
0: they, so them being, you know, socially conservative, despite them being on different uh sides of the coin politically, they invited D. Snyder to to come uh to the meeting. And I guess maybe they thought that Ozzy Osbourne's music, like heavy metal, was like contributing to more suicides
2: in the suburban communities. And so Judas Priest had the thing going on right oh, there. True. It was because they were like, Oh, he played the album backwards and it said go kill you're like yeah, worship the devil or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Judas Priest was like, if we did that, it would have said, go buy more albums.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so they brought so they brought D. Snyder in and like you know, the body being you know conservative everyone had haircuts. D. Snyder looked the exact fucking same without makeup. Like he had long curly hair. Like he looked like he just like had a fucking hangover. He did like coke the previous night. And he's like. It's not that you should do this. Like, don't do this. It's going to, like, fuck with my sales. Like, you put a warning label and you tell parents that I'm not supposed to be playing music like this or your kid's not supposed to be playing my music. Like, it's going to fuck up my sales. And immediately after that or over time, it turned out that more album sales happened because kids were, like, I guess Craig alluded to earlier, that kids were consuming something that they had no business, like, listening to or watching. Like, it made them have a desire to watch something that was forbidden to them. And, like, you look at all the all the warning, light. like, this is just, like, classic rock, but, like, could you imagine if N.W.A. straight out of Compton did have a fucking, like, explicit content? Like, is this supposed to be, like, Barney music? I'm oh, supposed man, to yo, could you imagine this it?
2: is going to be Barney music? I'm going to yeah. play my kids. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> if there was no explicit content, like, do you think N.W.A. would have made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, think about that. Like, as much like, you know, I like, dude, I grew up listening to rap music. Rap music was a shit that I listened to as a kid. And all of those albums had explicit content. Like, you know, if I couldn't enter the 36 chambers, <laughs>
1: then what the
2: fuck <laughs> was I listening to music for?
0: But that like so, that's that's
1: some shit, dude. So so I think we're walking a very fine line at this point, right? We're looking at the creator of content that has a warning label saying, look, this is bad for you, but you make your own decision versus this is bad for you, you have to edit it before you release it.
2: I had a counterpoint to this one about (gasps) Tipper and everything, because that's a that's a very good point. And I So putting that sign and label on music boosted the sales incredibly. So Nancy Reagan's idea, just say no. Drugs Mm -hmm. are bad. Mm -hmm dare let's get all these programs (laughs) now we're exposing all these kids generations of kids to all the cool shit drugs are going to do when we could have just been like let's have a conversation and we'll talk about it and parents will figure it out instead now you're learning about hallucinogenics weed speed anything that you want and now you have an idea and they're saying fuck you don't do this you'll go to jail everyone and their dog was like yo Let's go smoke crack. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. The same. Let's go to the, the next way. level See?
1: instead of yeah. experimenting like the Beatles did with Sergeant Peppers. Yeah. They weren't censored. They said, oh, you know, let's do something crazy, uh, creative. <laughs> we're going to experiment. And now here's a product. And because they already had a, a following and a backing, they, they said, oh, well, okay, let's digest this content. We're not going to go out and start doing acid, but we're going to listen to this music to open up our minds a little bit. And that gave way. You know, only s- several years later, to the '80s when we started censoring music or attempting to put yeah. warning labels on things.
2: Wow. So now we've kind of, maybe not progress
1: or regress, but we're like cyclical.
2: Yeah, that's what I feel like. It's it seems like the it, we're playing whack a mole.
1: Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we're, really we're really playing whack a mole. Which one's here. gonna pop up, right? <laughs> Oh, man, we should going to censor the music. Oh, now society is all angry and stuff. Let's censor society. Shit, the music's angry again. Where did we go wrong?
1: So... <clears throat> no, no, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Total tangent, but since it just happened, I, I do want to give a quick uh, rest in peace shout-out to Eddie Van Halen. Oh, a, yeah. Oh, a true me. artist and craftsman who was self-taught on the guitar, and he invented a style of playing now here's the crazy part i it's a, it's a known story but i don't know if you guys are aware that you know he when he was originally in concert in their first early uh, van halen's career in performances when he would get to the solo he would turn around to play that special style of hammering the neck of the guitar <sighs> instead of plucking so tapping and uh I'm a guitarist. I've been playing for 15
2: years. So what happened is Eddie Van Halen was super duper jealous of a jazz player called Alan Holdsworth who could play with all four of his fingers fine. Eddie was like, fuck you. I can't do that. I'm going to play with eight of them. And he was like, I'm going to tap and we're going to do percussive things. And it was just to be flashy and things like that. So he was a beautiful artist at the same time a raging prick. He stopped listening to music <laughs> in 1983. His last album was Peter Gabriel. He's only listened to his stuff since then. He was self-taught. Wow. But uh, <laughs> a lot of the things came out of jealousy or envy for him. Wow. He only did cocaine to keep making up ideas. And then he would drink because it would stunt his inhibition. And he would do stuff that he wouldn't have thought to do before. So it came, yeah. it came, and was like a fuck myself. I want to do better than me, and it kept him to constantly tinker and great create these new things that revolutionized wow. the sound of his amp alone. He was tinkering it with it till the day he died, and the sixty five oh five, the fifty one fifty, they yep. all sound beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, he one of those artists that. You know, he literally did that. It would turn away just because he didn't want people taking this technique. Right. D- Dave so Mustaine would wow. do the same thing in Megadeth where he would actually tune down a quarter step instead of, like, actual regular tuning. So no one could play his music and he could still f- f- play forward. Really? Yeah, everyone was tuned a quarter step down. But it's just, it. that's unreasonable. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't wow. you want people to take what you're doing and make it bigger and better and grow and... Yeah. But would
1: you say that he was censoring himself as an artist or was it a method to progress?
2: <laughs> Think, Ooh, damn, damn. Instilling your own problems to overcome them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> that's pretty <clear>. good. <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah. No, I don't want people fucking with my style. Like I'm doing this and I don't want people to replicate it. And I mean, to a degree, maybe that's why it's very few people that can, uh, be on par with an Eddie Van Halen maybe
2: because he centered himself, you know, like, cause he was so hard on himself constantly. Yeah. That he just had to make himself better regardless of the means. And I mean, unfortunately the guy was taken very young, 65 with mm-hmm. throat cancer. Yeah. Maybe he was just like, I don't think I can keep doing this and keep building. And maybe, you know,
1: did it to himself. Yeah. Over time, obviously not like, you know, mm-hmm. suicide or anything, but but put himself in a position. Yeah. to say, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out on my own terms. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Comparison. You look at Eddie Van
1: Halen. I didn't know that he uh he would
0: he would turn around like at the beginning of uh, Van Halen, and, like play the guitar. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
2: my god. Or take a Kink song and put it right after.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's pretty fun.
2: But Which like you, now people hear that and they're like, "Who of, the fuck are the yeah. Kinks?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I, also they—they they, they, some people that you know when you play it on the radio, people go, "Wait, what's that? That new intro? To you you really got me? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the distortion?" Yeah,
0: you know I will I will say like I do love Eruption. I do I do love. Um, damn, I forgot the there's a there's a name for that uh, that solo before. Um, Pretty one, but like their cover, Pretty Woman. Like oh, I, I
2: love that part. That, that makes the
1: rest of the song. Yeah, <laughs>
2: no, it does. And you know what? Or his part and beat it. That yeah. was fucking crazy. He did that in one take. Are yeah. you in. serious? Oh, yeah. yeah. 15 oh minutes. Fucking. <laughs> but he, d- he didn't even want credit for it. Yeah. Like it came out,
1: like, what, 15 years later that that was him? Mm-hmm. And then when you hear it, you go, how did we not fucking know that that was Van
2: Halen? <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> only one person does that. And they only sound. No, must be some studio session guy. (laughs) You're right.
0: So, so you you brought up that uh, that fact about him turning away and playing guitar, but like compare that to Hendrix, right? Another innovative, very influential guitarist. Like he played in front of people. He would play with his fucking teeth and (laughs) act like it was nothing. Like people, they replicated to this day. They can't get on the level, but like. You know, you look at you look at one guitar, guitarist, a The guitarist, a turns around like has great solos. And then guitarist B is like so free. So out, like wants everyone to see what I want
2: everyone to see. Yeah. It. Yeah.
0: That's you know, that's that that's a, that's a serious contrast to one another. Like they're both innovative and influential guitars. But like you see one is just, you know, go with the flow and let everyone see. And then the other one just starts out as, you know, private doesn't want anybody
2: to. Kind of take his, you know, step. I think that was cocksuredness on his part, and I think Jimmy was like, "Everyone knows how big this log is. Check out my guitar." <laughs> so that I don't know per- personally, but I think they each got their own ways because Jimi Hendrix did the same thing with that Bob Dylan song. He took all oh along the Watchtower and made it his own.
0: It's my favorite song of all time. Yeah, like no joke. Dylan plays it like Which the is. Jimi Hendrix
2: <laughs> version now because of how well he did it. He's yeah. like, "I gave that song to him."
1: And yeah. that, that that's also an impressive thing when artists amongst themselves can be like yeah I might have written it but artists do write things for other artists right so now you have something where oh no I played it as I wrote it and but yet this artist did it better so now it's his their
2: interpretation I, yeah. of it is more like Nine Inch Nails and Johnny Cash uh, yep. hurt that, that was going to bring Ooh. up that same example
1: that, that's another Ooh. one very yeah. rare but where the creator says you know what that's not mine anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just that good
2: yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I couldn't believe it just sounds like a Johnny Cash song. I would have never known that it was like a Trent Reznor I'm delivering pizzas and I'm yeah. sad song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have my kingdom of squirrels. <laughs> um like uh but yeah, I I think that that in itself is a pretty big revolutionary uh way of thinking and kind of co-opting something without uh struggling for words here without like this is mine fuck you you wrote this i wrote this this is more of like let's share this idea and build it up together When you see that
0: kind of genius that that's the only way you
1: should be where you invite it when when you put something that you created out into the world instead of trying to hold on to it and own it now you gave it to the world you gave a gift to the world and if someone develops from it and makes the world better being okay to say, you know what, It's the world is better off for it because now it's out
2: there. So and now say someone, say some uh, faceless uh, board says, fuck your art, you have to change it because we don't like how it's going to make people think or feel. Wow. Now, way to bring it back.
1: Way to bring it back, Chris. <laughs> now
0: I got a question. Instead of... Now, would you say like a board? Right. You mean like a a, like a committee, like a few people, a committee. Right. So let's say something like the the state government, the federal government in terms of like book burning. Right. They say you shouldn't be reading this. This is bad for you or you're going to think this certain way or you might do these certain things like what, like what's your take on on on. This book has
2: numbers for title 1980. F- fuck it. Throw in the fire. Yeah, we don't need that one. Fahrenheit 450. Fuck that one. In the fire. You guys don't need that. I feel like that is the first step to fascism. That's a fascist way to deal with things. You're rewriting. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. But
1: uh, yeah, the, the Nazis burned books. Kim Jong-un. Burn books. C-
2: censors what his public is allowed to view, read, see. because he- In Maymar they burn the Quran yeah. because they don't want the Muslims there. Mm-hmm.
0: Kim Jong, yeah, and there's like one fucking like channel on TV, like it's state bronc- state-run media, state-sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. My media.
1: State sponsored. There my, it my is. message is the correct message, and everyone has to obey that. And that they, is that's what fascism
2: is. They revere and it comes him as from a god censorship. What you say that again? They, they they revere him with a god complex because of course, yeah. they, that's how the state media puts it. So yeah. like they think that's this man doesn't poop. He he saved the world. <laughs> he created. Yeah, that's one of the things. He doesn't poop, but has a perfect 18 stroke game. <laughs> I don't, that's like how they. It's
0: perfect. It's perfection. Everything it, that you embody in a perfect individual, that's who your leader is. Man, it,
2: it sounds familiar right now, and that's really disgusting. I sure well. hate. But, um, <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's like, it's the idealism and the censorship. You curate the media, you curate the history, and you don't let people learn from it. And that's how you get into repeating ourselves. So. Awesome, awesome. Because
1: uh, my my wife, who it, uh, was a social studies teacher, she's moved into English now, but uh, she was teaching her kids about you know ancient Chinese uh, civilizations, and she was mentioning to me. I hope I'm getting the name right. Uh, Qin Shang. Uh, Shang <laughs> <Mexican> P. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, Wan Di, Qin, Qin Shang Wan Di, which is, I think. The uh the dynasty that actually where we get the name China from,
0: Qing probably well maybe Maybe. the Qin dynasty the Qing yeah the Chin
1: from the Qin dynasty right. But so he was like the main emperor of that time that's known for like you know creating the building blocks of like creating the Great Wall of China and like uh, basically uniting most of China and actually getting them to become the the unified nation. They
2: unified against one enemy, the Mongrels. Right, right, the (laughs) mongrels. But
1: but but from that, you know, he became emperor and in power from a lot of forms of censorship. And if if you if nobody agrees with this that I decree, then you must kill them and your entire family must be killed. So you have a great society that was created, which is thousands of years or a thousand years later. That to the great nation that it is now versus well he was a dictator
2: that's comparable to hitler so it's like yeah we, he was the building blocks to the the great wall of china and to fascism in general you suppress free thinking like basically yeah. regardless of what generation what year what day monarchies have yeah. done it for gen- you know it's exactly how human civilizations gone from pharaohs to greek emperors to You know, the Hitlers and Mussolini's of the world. It's the same type of idea, and it's because people aren't being uh, thought to get critical thinking of history. You know, no one's critically thinking about history anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: but having both sides of it enables us to
1: examine, well, these things are good for society. These things are bad for society, but how do we differentiate them? How do we separate them? Can we have one without the other? I'm just throwing it out there. Did Hitler do good things for Germany? I don't think there'd be an autobahn without
0: Hitler. I the, don't
2: think so. The, I think. I don't, I don't know. know. He was elected. He, That's he was, exactly. He was bringing the people out of, out poverty, of poverty, but yep. using and made them industrial. The Jewish community as the chieftain. Did you
0: like? Did you not? Establish ah, well, it's kind of comparable to uh to FDR. Did you not establish uh, federal? Did you not create a lot of federal jobs and put people back to work? Did you not do that? Was that not the new deal? Was there not like conservation public works projects? Did Hitler not, you know tell people we have to have a federal highway system, you know, for better transportation and a lot of people that live in the country and stuff like that. we need people to get back to work. Like, of course you're always going to find a dick that wants to blame like one or a couple like ethnic groups. Like, yeah, the bad definitely outweighed the good. Like there's oh, no,
1: it's not about whether or not the ends justify them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> about <laughs> weren't there good things
2: in entangled can, into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can, can we have a, a reasonable discourse about evaluating what it did for history yeah that, that's yeah, more of, of the question yeah yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean yeah I. Oof. <laughs> oof, I was but, but,
1: okay but then now let's <laughs> fast forward and kind of bring it back to censorship
2: what are we doing to ourselves right now in america i've got one and i've got a great example of right now in america the war of northern aggression do you know what that is
0: is that the Civil War versus? Damn oh, right, the it's Civil the War. Civil War, and yeah. that's how they teach it
2: anywhere past Delaware. That's wow. I'm from Georgia. Like I
0: used to live in Georgia, so like when you said War of Northern Aggression, I'm like something just clicked off in my head. Like, yeah, no, that's 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 what the biggest they form
2: it. of censorship. What did they fight for? States' rights.
0: They're fucking. They're fucking taxes. They're telling us we can't keep our slaves. Like they're telling us like what to think. You know, what, states' like, rights. Yeah,
2: but it. Unfortunately, yeah. every one of the constitutions that they said to secede from the, to for the CSA was. Oh, we want slaves. We need slaves because that saves our economy. So we got to have slaves. Fuck you guys in the north.
0: And people buy the shit up.
2: Yeah, but people say, oh, state rights, state rights, because now it's just taught as state rights. It's never. The full fucking document that says what state rights. Mm. So yeah, active censorship right there. Now we have a f- completely diversified. We're changing reality for different sections of the country.
0: You, I don't. I don't even know if this is on the same topic or not on the same topic. So, something like the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. Hollow document.
2: Mm-hmm. So is they say. That,
0: yeah. So they say, like. <laughs> Is it crazy to think that It deserves change Like it like what I'm what I'm trying to get Is like it's kind of like a Sent
2: The amendments amendments are the biggest Thing that's the whole like the beauty Of the Constitution we can amend things We amend the 13th you know The 13th amendment So that people could vote yeah You know we freed slaves out of that Because in the Constitution originally It was like everyone deserves slaves fuck You know (laughs)
0: I don't I honestly don't know where I was going with that.
2: <laughs> it's like I, I'm trying to think because like, you know, well, like the, the Constitution con- is made to be changed. Our whole our whole like n- civilization as the United States was asking for more yeah. than we were given. And that's what we did. We wanted representation to our taxation. We came over here and said, fuck you guys. That's how, you know, literally how we started. So the founding fathers had some good ideas. But they weren't all perfect. They, they were smart enough to know that we're creating something that needs
1: to be further progressed and developed. Whereas... If we say, "Oh, well, that's a closed-ended document," and you know what? Now we have to start putting restrictions on things. We're closing ourselves from further progression. That's what I was
0: somewhat getting at. Like, you look at the Constitution, like there's so many interpretations of certain things, right? Where it's like that; those are kind of like restrictions on 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 our civil liberties. You know, if you think that it's such a hollow document that it can't be altered, and there's only one way of thinking to interpret the Constitution, like. That's
2: just wrong in that's itself. wrong. It's like, it's self restricting, you know, that's literally Ooh, yeah. reading the document wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you are literally taking the document and being like, huh, good thing. I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what you're
1: ultimately saying is all documents that are written by a creator, are open to interpretation. And by an outside source saying, oh, you have to change it to read this way, we're stopping ourselves from being humans and able to think.
0: Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well played, well played.
0: I, like I came up with that, and I was like, uh I feel like I'm like digging a rabbit hole with this, but like, no, I'm glad you t- you t- you two somewhat got
1: me. Like I- I'm glad y'all.
2: Yeah, I'm picking that. up what you're putting down. I'm yeah, I'm smelling what you're
0: stepping yeah, in.
1: You know what? You opened the door that we didn't know we were getting to, and yeah. we got there. <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, dude. So, who knows? It's uh, make your own uh. I'm not wrapping up or anything
2: like it's just it's a choose your own adventure type. Yes, it really is like one of those books. Now I have to change to like turn to book. T- page 255 to see where I want this progression to go.
1: Interesting about choose your own adventure. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to take it off in a, in a different direction that we yep. discussed ahead of time, but I don't see a segue happening. So fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> <I bet> it. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, uh, I'm still reeling over last night's loss uh, to the Yankees. And so, I'm, but I, I, I will relate anything to baseball. So you say, Craig, how are you going to make censorship about baseball? <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll tell Very you Very easily. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I read an article recently uh, on ESPN, and uh, they were comparing something that George Springer, uh, a member of the Houston Astros, did in the playoffs this year. And uh, to, to make a, a, a quick explanation so everyone's on board, uh, he hit two home runs in a game, which he ended up, tying some sort of Babe Ruth multi-home run game. And right away, we're putting... The Big Babe. Like, that, <laughs> the that, Babe That's Ruth. a name. Yeah. He, he didn't just break records. He created standards. Mr. Fucking Baseball. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God.
0: You're 100% right.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he, wow. he... When he hit... The first time he hit 40 home runs, no other team in the league had hit 40 home runs. So when he hit 60 home runs, like, it, it's... Not they
2: actually had to human. check if he was an Android. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: can't happen
1: so, again. Yeah, yeah. So, so George Springer, um, who's just another player on a on a good team, whether they cheated or not, which they did, but he's just another good player on a playoff In team. Contention
2: for the world, you know, sure. for World Series, sure. sure.
1: Yeah. But when you start talking about postseason records, you're leaving out specific statistics that change the narrative of the comparison. So. Back then, when Babe Ruth would get to the postseason, they went from winning the division right to the World Series. There, you win the pennant when you win your division, the end of the regular season. So there's a total, the entire that postseason... That doesn't sound like regular baseball right now. What? Wait, you're saying it's different from 100 years ago? Get the fuck out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Things happen like that? So so World, the World Series was four to seven games. But the postseason now four or five rounds, it's anywhere from a minimum of 11 games to as much as 20 games. So if you make it to the playoffs for years, it's 80 games right there. As opposed to... So you're
2: already contending for the record regardless at that point because you're comparing apples to oranges, right?
1: Right. When you're comparing number of things, yeah. if you have more opportunity by five times as much, you're gonna have that much more opportunity to hit that Absolutely. many home runs, as opposed to saying, you know, letting it stand for the uh, era that it's in. But it's it's just a narrative we create to say, oh, you should pay attention to this because it's happening now, and we need you to uh, buy more tickets and sell more shares on our on our network. We need and you
2: f- to react. That's yes, the right, thing. Yeah, right. It's all yeah, about yeah. making reaction. That's all it ever is. So if we put something outrageous, outlandish, or something like that, yeah, I, I'm trying to get a reaction back, right? So censoring that, or so, censoring it to make a reaction, a fake reaction, mm. some type of fake news, if you will. I oh. think, <laughs> uh, I think that, uh, you know, it, it's hard to make like it should be split up into eras, or it should be at least be noted. Like, this is how it went back then, and that's why this record stands here. It's not like, now you have five rounds to play through. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: you 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 kind of, like,
0: uh, you brought me to a uh, good example. So, Whitey Ford ironically died yesterday, right? And he probably has the most wins of any World Series pitcher. I'm, I'm yes. probably sure of that. Yes. I don't know what the wins are. But we grew up as Yankee fans, and now because the, the World Series is not just the World Series, it's all the postseason, now you'll probably see Andy Pettit probably has the most wins of postseason, right? Right. And now you're comparing between Whitey Ford only played in the World Series. There were 154 games, and then whoever was the top of the pennant, you went to the World Series to face the NL and vice versa. So, Whitey Ford could have could have won maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 games in, in the World Series and that counted as a postseason back in the 50s and the 60s, but Andy Pettit played in the ALDS he played in the ALCS he played in the World Series throughout all those series and all the times the Yankees went to the postseason he might have eclipsed Whitey Ford's record but I have to say that Andy Pettis is probably more impressive because he had more rounds to go through but it's like it's comparing apples and oranges yeah because Whitey Ford only could have played in like 50 60 games throughout all of his World Series Andy Pettis could have played in like half of a season if not more in all his postseason
1: games. Uh, well, I mean, pitchers don't play as many. Oh, that's true. But, yeah, but Derek right. Jeter literally has a full season's worth of games played in the postseason. That's, that's wow. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and, when you, and when you look at his postseason numbers, that stands up with any MVP season for any player in history. So, that's like, disgusting. that's how good he was in the playoffs. But I digress. Um, it's. You're right to celebrate Andy Pettit for being an amazing, consistent pitcher for that long in the playoffs. But as long as you don't keep it as one record, mm-hmm. as long as you have uh, Whitey Ford has the World Series record, Andy Pettit has the postseason record, as long as they're different records. Right. Yeah.
0: Here's OK. Now, I'm, I'm curious for your uh, for your uh, opinion on this. Mm. Babe Ruth might have been the first person to hit three home runs in a postseason game. I, I don't know. It might be. Reggie Jackson did it. Uh, Pablo Sandoval did it. And so Albert Pujols, Mm -hmm. right? Now, three of those hit, three of those four hit three postseason home runs within one game. I'm sorry. Yeah. All of them. All of them. All four of them hit three home runs in one game, right? Right. Reggie Jackson did it on three straight pitches. Yes. Right. And
1: in the World Series and
0: mm-hmm. in the World Series, they all they all did it in World Series. But like Reggie Jackson did it on three straight
1: pitches, mm-hmm.
0: like every all those other three, like they had to take pitches. They had to select pitches, which ones a hit
1: and three separate pitchers
0: and three separate pitchers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. That's that's, some, you know, most of the time you hear like people hitting like three home runs in a postseason game. Like, you know, if. I'm not saying censorship, but definitely give credit where credit is due. You pick the one pitch that comes after another, and you swing at it, and you hit it
1: out of the park. Nobody's denying any of the talent that it takes to make that happen. If four four players in history did it, period. Okay, that's something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But but can we take the stats away and just recognize the performance (laughs) of Reggie Jackson and just say, like, that that is something that just is not comparable. <laughs> no, not at all. You can't do that.
0: Like f- three like, separate pitchers that know that should know you, like know the way that you swing and where you hit it at, and you still hit all three all of those time. pitches. And I think the what I read I could be wrong, but the night before was like game five, and maybe the reliever pitched to Reggie Jackson. He hit that out of the park. So apparently he hit four straight, four straight swings he had. He had four straight home runs. I, I didn't realize that. I believe so. I How believe in I game five. Okay. I believe in game five, he hit a home run off of that what? pitcher. But That's awesome. <laughs> so here's all right. So here's a question for taking it back to uh, censorship, right? Mm-hmm. Or banning something like the Houston Astros, right? Should, should they be in a postseason? Should they be banned? Should they just play games where the other team takes that record? Right. They now they did wrong. They cheated. They weren't banned from baseball. The manager was banned for like a year. I think the general manager was banned for a year. Like they shouldn't be rewarded for anything at all. They did everything the wrong way. It was a great series last year. I really enjoyed it. But they cheated. I don't think they got a just enough punishment. I would think that some kind of ban would be in place. Like, how can you make it to the playoffs after you cheated to win the 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 big the big kahuna the previous
1: year? I agree with the sentiment and what you're saying. They should feel bad. The- <laughs> Personally, <laughs> you played bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> um, but the, what, the, the problem is that Major League Baseball dropped the ball on that decision. Once the decision comes down, okay, they're playing. Moving forward, they're playing within the – the confines of the decision. So oh. they agreed that this would be the extent of the punishment. The punishment didn't happen. That they're still eligible to be a team. We have to move forward and allow that team to play. So, following the rules, following decisions of the organization, there's nothing else you can do about changing that statistic. But can you disagree with that decision? Absolutely, which I do. But
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: would you would you have taken it that far? Like, would you have said
0: you're? It's a postseason. Um, it's a postseason band. I mean, they do it in I, fucking college all the time. Yeah,
1: I, agreed. It, it's it's setting a um a precedent, but that yes, it is a professional organization. You know, uh, they're they're paid to play. They're you know, you're you're messing with their quote unquote livelihood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like how you were already putting yeah. your fingers up as <laughs> <Well, laughs> I was saying that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we have to feel sorry for these multi-million uh, famous <laughs> athletes. But, no, but uh, I mean, yeah, uh, you have to. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I was really into that. that No, 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 no. (laughs) uh, you, you know,
0: different sport. Now, soccer, you do certain things. You are punished. Now, soccer goes by a point system, kind of like hockey. They go by a point system, right? Right. Right. Where if you, now, unlike NHL, if you get under a certain amount of points, if you're like one of the lowest uh, teams in the league, you get dropped down to a lower division. So it would be like NHL going to like ECHL or AHL, something like that. Now, if you point shaving, which is match fixing, if you uh, buy up a lot of players without selling enough players, if you're not, if you're not, if your if your finances are fucked, you're gonna get uh, point deduction. If you're match fixing, you're getting point deduction. Um, I think that it's it's a, it's a form of like banning. If you are doing wrong. You should have a respective punishment. I think that that would be there like should be the accountability. For there them. should be accountability, and it's like the Houston Astros are like they're accountable to what the MLB says they need to be accountable for. Yeah. There's, I mean, they have a great team. I would expect them to get to the postseason, but the fact that they could go back and win it again a year after it being wrong, like you said, it, the sen- the sentiment you completely understand. I it's just my opinion.
1: Oh, that that's what it was <clears throat> setting the precedent of doing it. In, in a professional organization rather than college where, yeah. you know, the players don't have as much control that, that, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah. The professional
2: it, it might- precedent that is set is pretty, that's pretty radical because it, it's kind of living a lot of leeway and loopholes for a lot of people. Only a year, you say? Yeah. Only right. the general manager, you say? <laughs> <laughs> but, but can we distinguish between maybe
1: you don't, uh, ban the players or find the players but it, it it was an organizational decision should the organization be responsible for it so should they have not been allowed in the mm. playoffs like that maybe that was a middle ground that we didn't even examine yeah I mean you're you're basic so they- did the
2: organization do it in good faith that's the other thing if they should did they do this- it to
1: themselves what so now, now you're talking about setting the, setting themselves up to take money out of their own pockets so that's another can <laughs> of worms <laughs> If you you know, if you if you see what the Houston Astros did by recording,
0: you know, certain things and, and giving themselves an advantage. Advan- yeah,
2: a leg up on the a the big competition. advantage, right?
0: Yeah. Is that worse? Is it on the same level as betting on games if you're never betting against your team? If you you know, somebody like a Pete Rose, you're betting on your team, you're you're trying to you're not. He wasn't giving himself an advantage. He sure. knew the capabilities of his team. No, he he wasn't cheating. He just broke
2: a rule. He broke. Yeah, his that was d- just a rule that happened to be broken. Now, if he was betting on the other team, yeah. like, oh, that's a man. completely yeah. different story. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Somehow, somehow, this bitch gets banned for life, and then somehow, this team collectively just managed to be recording other people's <sighs> moves and takes and everything they did to give themselves a significant advantage, and somehow they only get a slap on the wrist to, as a team, collect as an organization, as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. It's some shit. It is. <laughs> that's some shit. It is. That, fuck. It's, it's a, that's some shit. Like, you know, just talking about censorship and banning. That's it. It just, it, it boggles me. It boggles my mind as to how something like that, that affected one person could be so bad. And you find a collective group of people they did it. this way worse. No lifetime bans. They just said, "Hey,
1: you just hang out for one year, and you can come back, and you can do it, yeah, it again if you want." We're gonna we're gonna pick a scapegoat, and then even though it's happening on a higher level, you guys can keep going. Yeah, <laughs> no, the players are fine, but the people behind it, they're, they're, they're gonna be fine as well. They can still come back. Whose idea was it?
2: Obviously, it was collective. If they all did it, but like.
1: They're they're saying it was it came down to you know one or two people like one one of the coaches which wasn't the the head coach and um which Joey Cora which became a head coach of another team and got oh, fired was the one was Alex the Cora I'm sorry there's so many Coras but yeah Al, they're saying Alex Cora was the mastermind <laughs> and uh, Carlos Beltran uh, who was still a player at the time but he was retiring and was like next yeah. in line to be another coach somewhere uh, that it was the two of them that kind of implemented it <laughs> and. And uh, the the head coach at the time, Hirsch, was just like like kind of what are you guys talking yeah, ter- about? Yeah, turned I his head know. is like you know a blind eye. Oh, I don't know. Go ahead, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of data we have in our Dropbox. Whatever. Yeah. Whoa. So, Wild shit.
0: Yeah. Wild shit. Somehow the the, the individuals are Beltran Ooh. won't get a job. Core won't get a job. Hinch will come back in a year. Um. So yeah, we'll see. My my hope is that the Astros won't win the World Series. Maybe they'll. Just, I, I, I agree. I,
2: I th- <laughs> they I come think back in their extra, extra fire. They're like, what did you guys do? We were watching tapes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we just have to, you know,
1: wh- cleanse our palates and root for the Dodgers. At this point. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true.
0: All right. Well, I think that's it for, uh. For our first episode. Well,
1: I hope it was as entertaining listening as it was having this conversation.
0: Yes. Yeah, I I was having fun listening and talking. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much, Chris, for being a special guest. My pleasure, guys. This was awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Craig, for being a great co-host.
1: Thanks, Javon, for agreeing to allow me to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Our last thing I'm going to say, everyone, is
0: during this uh, during this episode, besides talking about the Houston Astros and what I thought, we're not telling you how to think. We're telling you to think for yourselves. We're just giving you the information out there. Just a disclaimer.
2: That's it. Just just letting you know. All right, right, everyone.
0: Talk to you later. Thank you.